This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, tyre fitters and baristas, dried fruit wholesalers and space researchers, Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts, feeling in the feet and joy in the jumper, it's time to bump, it's time to thump, it's time to sink the slipper. Aussies, pull them up and pack on down for another blast of bludging on the blind side with the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the man who never lets them get away, H.G. Nielsen. Hook another lucky cod, H.G. Yes, uh, TF much. Cedric Espen Sump. AO torching the blindside blue paper once again, and that's the power, the grunt, the passion, the poke of the sumpster. Camped in the bludging on the blindside soundproof booth at ABC Grandstand HQ. Cedric, he's still at the wheel of that bus. Not everybody's on it, but it'll be leaving soon, so make sure you climb those steps to glory. Remember, the uh, blindside is the home of the whole of hope. And our charity partners, uh, I don't think I have to remind you, our charity partners are the Blinkered Knights of Balaclava. They've circulated as part of, wait for it, their September Surprise Fundraiser Initiative. They've circulated 20,000 20 cent pieces, all with a lucky X marked on the platypus side. So let's call that the tail side. Uh, these have been tipped into the uh, poker machine system across the nation, and uh, especially if you spot a machine, the Each Way Nudger or the Queen of the Nile. They're pretty p- much packed with uh, the lucky X marked 20 cent pieces. And this draws attention to the plight of the plats which is uh, obviously the animal that the knights are supporting throughout uh, 2020. And uh, if you spot one of these coins, uh, return it to Knights HQ in your state and you could get a substantial cash prize of up to 50 cents. So that's a hell of a return. Go through mum and dad's change jar, see if they've got any, uh, you know, 20 cent pieces marked with an X in text colour, run them down to, uh, you know, the Knights HQ. And I'm not saying that you're going to get 50 cents for everyone that's returned, but up to 50 cents. Hollywood bound tradies, job keepers and job seekers, welcome to Bludging on the Blind Side. And another blast of boot, 2020 style, Aussie recession freaks, border busting patriots, God talks to me pilgrims and meddling China watchers, HG Nelson opening the blind side dig for another set of seven. Well, what an incredible week. What an incredible week. Another week of hope. Another week of noting, noticing buses going by and I'm not on it and I'm asking myself why not. A week when too much sport is barely enough. It was a week. chuck a full of... Rugby League nuance. How about this for nuance for starters? Sam Burgess. Remember him? There were four of them. There was uh, Tom, George, Luke and Sam. Sam being the best of the lot, in my view, in my view. Brought out to Australia by Russell Crowe to play for the Rabbits. You know, the coach wouldn't Myrtle. You know, the Rabbitoh story, you know, pyjamas on, pyjamas off, clothes, props, you know it all. Well, that Sam Burgess is thinking of, wait for it, wait for it, doing an SBW and coming back for the finals. I know. That's got you thinking, hasn't it? That's nuance rugby league style right there. Speaking of the rabbits, uh, why do we have the bunker? Every week they change the rules with their own stupidity camped in that, well, what I call that, that gloom of doom. That's what I call it, the gloom of doom. They're illuminated only by television screens. They don't know what they're looking at. They're not television people. They're rugby league people. Fair enough. 
but they need television people to know what they're looking at. You know, when the foot's in the, obviously, in the touch or when it's not in the touch or whatever you like, anything they like, they're just hopeless, hopeless. Mercifully, I think the bunker is going to be reduced from two to one. Uh, should help it a fair bit just having one idiot in there rather than two because, let's face it, two idiots get in the road of each other. One, they've only got themselves to blame. And, you know, you know, I, I'm sick of torching cars. I mean, every week I'm out there with a can of petrol looking for more than one car. If I just have to focus on one car, it'll be a lot easier. I'm telling you that for a fact right now. Elsewhere, Adelaide Oval linked for SOO1. This is a wonderful result for all Adelaide Rams fans. I know there's some out there, Adelaide Rams fans, you haven't forgotten the golden years of rugby league in your state. Sure, the game's changed. You won't be familiar with the six again. You won't be familiar with the bunker and all that sort of rubbish. But it'll be great to see origin, well, for the first time in Adelaide. It's weird how these things work out in the league incidentally, isn't it? Fanua Blake. Now, uh, I was very critical of Fanua Blake earlier in the season, but I don't, I'm not anymore because Fanua, in the bad books earlier in the season, season, now with nuance issues, or then with nuance issues, is offered a deal with the Warriors of 2.5 million. <sighs> 2.5 million. I mean, is that what, what Fanua's Blake's actually worth? He'll soon be opening up his own uh, series of stocks on the stock exchange. Keep an eye out for them when they come available. Uh, you know, what a role model for kids, incidentally. Remember how we couldn't say the words here on the bludging on the blind side because, you know, let's face it, they were right off the charts. I mean, talk about blue. These were iridescent. They were neon. You couldn't get near them. But everybody said them, including him. So I don't know what to make of that. Anyway, that's real nuance. Speaking of Big Lolly, the murderer, remember him? The man hiding in plain sight, the mullet man, the bloodstained putty knife bloke, that bloke, him. Uh, this week uh, he's revealed that the AFL has tipped $60 million into the Queensland economy during the pandemic. I tell you, at this rate, Queensland will want a pandemic every year. Uh, I mean, don't tell me there's not an upside. Don't tell me the arrow of history doesn't have winners and losers. It does. 60 million. I'll tell you how he spent it. These are his numbers roughly, so I take them with a big pinch of salt. Uh, 101,000 nights of accommodation. That's glorious resort, glamorous, glorious resort-style accommodation. Terrific. You know, they've got a pool. They've got breakfast. They've got, uh, you know, obviously trees around the golf course, all that sort of stuff. Resort-style. Resort-style. It's only Queensland can turn it on. Resort. People go there for these sort of holidays. Well, the AFL went there for the whole year. They had 400,000 meals, roughly. I don't know that the murderer went round and counted them all. He put a bit of Novichok in a couple. Uh, now, 10,000 car and truck rentals and 120 chartered flights. That adds up to 60 million. And he's still at it, you know. He's still at it. The cheapest seat for the granny at the Gabba will be, wait for it, $185. Who can afford that in these straightened times? People on Job uh, Keeper or Job Seeker, they can't afford $185. 50% of the seats have been reserved for members of the competing teams. Let's say Richmond and Geelong get there. How will their members get there? How will they get through quarantine? They'll have to leave now. To you know, and what are they going to? Are flights allowed from Melbourne to Brisbane yet? I know Canberra, you could probably sneak into Canberra and get a flight up. Don't tell me people aren't doing it because they are. I know them. Anyway, so many cues, so few answers. Aussies fired up by the promise of Australia. It's tremendous to have you with us as we prod forward solidly through the solidly backed up stallage of the week's sporting action. And I've got a feeling there's a couple of dead ends in there today. Bloody murdery. Can't, 
I just wish you'd sit down and shut up. Remember to step up and have a go to get a go. If you've got something in there, then get in the queue again for another go. There's still a dozen Krispy Kremes and a 30-centimetre you know, hot sausage roll for everyone. All you have to do is ask. And now, Australians, to get the blindside barge away from the wharf, let's lock horns with a man who this week revealed he's been fracking the back hectares of Rooting King Lodge for several decades and powering all the, nodge, all the lodge's, you know, needs, that is power, light, fridge, all that sort of stuff, with gas. He's created jobs right across the lodge, lodge spectrum before uh, he had to fire all employees because of the pandemic. The Rooting King Gas, as it's called, was tipped into a Datsun 180B motor. Remember that car featured so many options, including gas-powered generation. Wasn't a used by me, <laughs> but it was there. Now, and this week, wait for it, the Lithgow Gas Man has announced to the Stock Exchange that he's found a sizeable uranium deposit out in the top 40 underneath a used tyre dump that dates from, it's a, the tyre dump, this is, dates from the 50s. So no one's looked there for many, many years. With the help of Weed Woodus, who is, uh, uh, who he has retained generously through lockdown, the kid has picked up a degree in atomic power plants from Idaho University uh, and the lodge is going rooftop nuclear. This is the breakthrough we've been waiting for. We've had rooftop solar, now we're going rooftop nuclear. The big ideas man with power to burn believes rooftop, rooftop nuclear will take us all in tomorrow and his words, not mine, it's virtually free. And the latest unemployment figures indicate he's created one job with this system. One job. Gives you an idea of what we're all looking forward to. The brains behind the nuclear power revolution is rampaging Roy Slavin. Roy, can we get the bludging and the blindside bunny emotion simply by asking what highlights caught your restless eye this week? Funky dude. Thank you very much, H.G. Uh, Nelson. Um, step well back. Step well back the day the big man leaves the toilet with a lump of coal in his hand, a vision of the second coming in his eye, and the strong smell of gas. <laughs> Harry Bath. Mm, great. Now, I turned to Harry Bath. I, I remember that quote. I mean, you'd never forget it once you've heard it once. But I turned to that quote uh, when I heard the thoughts of Gary Ablett Sr. Uh-huh. Now, Gary Ablett Sr. The is... called God. Yes. Well, well <laughs> so they should, yeah. given the context here. Sorry. He has uh, come out and made a video, which I found compelling... He is suggesting that uh, rapture, the end of the earth, the end of the world, is only a few days away. Before the grand final? Yes. That few, can't be right. A few days away. You mean yes, Geelong Yes, it's cats, all over. It's all Geelong over. Geelong cats will be in heaven yes, before they win the flag. my word. Now, uh, he is seeing the signs. No pun intended. No, 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 he's seeing the signs, HG. The signs are there, as far as he can see. And he's blaming what he's calling the Illuminati for this. Oh, no, not them again. Them again. <laughs> I bet you there's oh, 11 no. letters in oh, Illuminati. There is. There is. There is. Clearly. Now, uh, I don't know where to go. Now, all I know is the Illuminati, what, Germany, maybe 1720, something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's become a pretty pretty broad church and a lot of splinters have yes, come off from are. the Illuminati. Uh, you know, subsequent to it over the years, yeah, yeah. understandably. Uh. I mean, it's such a, an attractive idea. Now, uh, I tend to think that Elevenism is happening here. Um, he says coronavirus, Illuminati. I see eleven and eleven there. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. Now, I'm mindful also, HG, we might have uh, alluded to this a couple of programs ago that there was the suggestion that Andrew Johns, the the um, immortal Andrew Johns, 11 letters. Rugby league immortal. Rugby league immortal. Uh, had come out suggesting, and I don't know if this was tongue-in-cheek or not, on air that uh, the game, Rugby League, could be improved if it was reduced to 11 aside. Oh, exactly. spook. I know, I know, I know. Now, I know Andrew Johns very well, mm-hmm. and I'm suggesting that Andrew Johns has put this flag up just as a means of getting us talking about him in the context of Elevenism and in the context of Gary Ablett. Yes, but you don't see... If you can string those together, if you can put those... Join the dots there. Yeah, join the dots. Something bloody weird is going on. And I'll tell you what's weird is, did you see that as a strike back? Because Gary Ablett, known as an AFL player, is very supportive of the AFL. Never mind the end of the world. Yeah. You know, obviously not being able to see the season out. Sure. God, it's got to start November the 1st. Then you've got Cup Day. I know. None of this is going to happen. Anyway... Just put, look, put all that to one side and let's just hope against hope that Gary for once is wrong. <laughs> That's all we can do. That's all we can Pray. Mm. All we can do is pray that he's wrong. Unless we plan for it. Plan say, for it. Let's oh, say, well, okay, we've got three days left. HG, what are we going to do? <laughs> what are we going to do? We're, gonna, we're locked down. We can't go nowhere. We can't, can't do nothing. Now, look. What we need Three to do, days left. I know. What we need to do is get some rugby league players who are going to be left behind because obviously... Who's going to be left behind? We're all going to be swept up in it. You can't, there's no choice in the matter. You can't say, oh, no, I don't believe in it. It's happening, dude. Sorry, Roy. Anyway. What <sighs> happened to Rooting King? 11 letters. I mean, don't get me started. Totai Kefu says the Queensland Red Scrum is world class. Gee. When Totai talks, I listen. And uh, we're going to see it tonight. We're going to see this scrum in action against the Brumbies. And there's never a real sense of rebuild happening with mm-hmm. Rumbia. When it's been a terrific season, really. I mean, it's been a shortened season. It's only been a Four few. Four teams, few five teams. teams you know, five teams, yeah. yeah. The rural regionals are out doing their work. The Antics. The Antics. And I, I, I think uh, what they've been doing has been a real shot in the arm. Feeding into Feeding the, in. Yeah, the, just, just spiritually feeding into it, actually. And weren't the dates for the Bledisloe announced this yes, week? Yes, they are. Two? And, and I think the uh, the Wallabies are going to be given uh, Class A status to go, and to, go to New Zealand. And yeah. it might be the 10th and the following weekend. I think so. 17th, something of, like that. You know, next yep. month. Yep. Very, very close. Gary. Should it happen? Should Gary be wrong? Yeah. <laughs> now, the big show has delivered. Oh, yes. Along with uh, his very good friend, Alex Carey. Now, the big show, uh, I, you know, I like the big show. Mm-hmm. I've made this clear ever since I first saw him. Mm. Terrific bloke. Terrific role model. Big show. Now, show puts his form down on this particular day yeah. to, uh, to the bubble. Oh, he, he said he's, the bubble suited him because uh, he's it's given him the opportunity to spend a fair bit of time with uh, with Aaron Finch. <laughs> he and Finchie have uh, hooked up. Hooked up, yeah. So they go to the nets together. They've uh, hang One around bowls. together, a couple of beers, yeah, and hang around, yeah. You know, so it's a bit. I suppose they're a little bit like uh, cricket's version of Packer and Reynolds. I don't know, but they've been out and about. 
Isn't that great? In it's the bubble. Great. In the bubble, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but pass, people passing by, you know, it's walking yeah, past. And that'd be great to do bump into, you know, Finchie and show. <laughs> hey, you <laughs> blokes. Love you again, show hey! What do you think of showing yeah. this weekend? What do you think of COVID? <laughs> Love it. Okay. Now, uh, teen sensation Joseph Suwali and Souths, it's on rocky ground, HG. The I know. Teen Sensation wants to change the contract. Mm, he did, and South's well, people, un- no. well, South's understandably are saying, well, no, we're not going to change the contract. You're in, in so, for five years. Yeah. And the but Teen Sensation is starting to behave like a rugby league player yeah. in many ways, isn't he? I mean, he's taken to a duck to water yes. in terms of, you know, you sign a contract three days later, you say, no, oh, no, I don't like it anymore. Would you say SBW is his role model? He probably is. Uh, I think he does see himself as a future sort of SBW type because I think what he wants the new contract to be that he's allowed to play rugby whenever he likes. Mm-hmm. You know, excuse me, Coach Bennett, oh, I've got a, you know, wall- Wallabies want me to play against. Yeah, All Blacks. Yeah, you know, All Blacks next week, can I? Yeah. Um, anyway, I I just can't see this ending happily Can I for ask, either. you and I know what would be a good deal sweetener here mm. is a, you know, a hot chicken sponsor. Oh, yes. You know, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's what's missing, obviously. Could Suwali approach, say, uh, I don't know, Kentucky Fried or something like that? Is that what you mean? That's and exactly so get what I mean. personal sponsorship. Well. Personal sponsorship. I hadn't thought of that. I thought, as you know, the team might decide. Well, South's have already got... No, who have they got? I don't know. They haven't got any chooks, have they? I don't think it's so. It's only uh, Easts that have chooks. Well, yeah, well they got steggles, steggles, which aren't hot chooks. They're, they're cold chooks. You know, you cook them yourself. You know, that hadn't occurred to me. So the window's there, the opportunity's there for someone to come up with a hot chook sponsorship. Yeah. So yeah. it could be the Chuck Chuckle Charlie, for instance. I know well, they do on. a very good hot chook. Weren't the Knights the Henny Penny Knights at they one were. stage? That's they're... a hot chook. Are you sure about that? Yeah. Have you eaten hot chook? Well, I Henny haven't penny? eaten Henny Penny, but I've seen this. I've driven past and thought, <laughs> wouldn't mind calling in there if I only had time. I didn't. Now, um, English super quick Joffre Archer, you remember him. He was the Smithy's nemesis. I think he hit he Smithy was. on the head. Yeah. And Smithy's been hit on the head a few times, and right. we started to worry a little bit about yeah. uh, former Captain Smith and his head issues. It kept him out of the, one, the ODI that... Uh, I think he might have been in instead of uh, – I think show might have replaced him. Mm-hmm. Anyway, winners and losers. Uh, anyway, Joe, the uh, super quick Joffre Archer has had enough of bubbles. Mm-hmm. He won't be part of the bash. He just hates the bubbles, unlike the big show who loves, who the, loves bubbles. the bubbles. I know. Yeah. <laughs> cricketers. Um, now, speaking of cricket HG, Sir Donald's original concrete cricket pitch. Yeah. Uh, I hope we get a chance to talk about this a little bit later on. We probably will. Uh, the pitch is to be blown up, not by Rio Tinto in this instance, uh, but by developers. Yeah. As an artwork. As an artwork. Anyway, we'll, 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 we'll get, to that, we'll get to that in a minute. Now, the Broncos are firming as wooden spooners. Unthinkable. So recent, up until so recently unthinkable. Last, the Broncos. Last. Mm, but that's rugby league. I suppose it is. I mean, how must Bronco grades feel like Wally and... Well, hang on, like Dishhead. Oh, I suppose Dish, you could put him in there. I don't know if Dish would be worried too much, worried about it. People like Big Gene and... Big Gene, Alfie Shane Webke. Oh, Shane Webke. How much he feel? You know, Gordon Tallis. Gordon Tallis, yeah. Mm. Because they know as even as former Broncos, they're they're, they're being... Laughed at. Laughed at. 
Everywhere they go. Yeah. I know they're not allowed to go. From they're not allowed flights, to go anywhere. But they're still being laughed at. I know. I know. We're laughing at you. <laughs> Whipkey. <laughs> Tell us. Lewis. <laughs> yeah, jokes. Lovely <laughs> fellas, though. Terrific blokes. Now, Brownlow, uh, the Brownlow Middle Age, which oh. I found to be a bit of a dull show over the years. God, it's dull. It is dull. Well, you get a good sight of the murderer hiding in plain sight. Well, I sight. suppose you do, but you get sick of looking at him, or I do anyway. Mm. You now, just think of his crimes. Yeah. Why are the police involved? I oh, know. Anyway, it's going to be made a TV show this year. It's going to be a little bit different. Yeah, how? Because of lockdown, I suppose. Yeah, no, I get that. Be Zooming, I guess. Zooming uh, from you mean, room to room. So Nat Fife will be at home on the but television. home on the telly, yeah. And you'll see him see, grinning or that's right. down in the dumps, yep. depending on whether he's got two, three votes two or mate, two votes. Two or, votes, yeah. yeah. So it'll be great. I don't know who the host is, probably Bruce. I hope Basil gets Or Basil Zemplis, no, the future mayor of Perth. Perth. Yeah, no, that's right. Is that I, still on? I hope so. I hope so. Now, the 220 Verstappen medalist, Novak Djokovic, he says he can't guarantee it won't happen again. <laughs> that's <a> Verstappen. <laughs> So, uh, Lions people, you are on notice. Make of that what you will. What makes Australia great? Rugby league and bludging on the blind side. HG? Yes, Roy, uh, look, this pitch. You know, uh, I was amazed by this, you know, that somehow Australia, never mind the COVID problems, never mind the you know, the busted ass economy and the lack of jobs and all that sort of stuff. And mm. I, I was just shocked that it hadn't clubbed together and done something with this pitch. To see it in that state, mm. and I stumbled across, across it six months ago and I didn't want to say anything. I just thought I'd just embarrass people who are meant to be looking after these things. It should be on the national heritage list. Well, I'm sure it is, isn't and it? It would have to be. You know, I've looked at some stats of uh, the Don appearing on that pitch yeah. and his average is up over 200. Yes, uh, he didn't play any of his first-class games on it, but he played tons and tons of school and age cricket yes, on it. Yes, he did. It's chock-a-block full of runs still. Yeah. Uh, I reckon you get turn on the first day on it, even yes, on concrete. You're looking at it, you would. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. plenty of cracks opening sure, up in it uh, sure. over time. Mm. And then the area around it, which is just terrific. I'm just wondering if it would be possible to put a message out to Virat Coley and say, Virat, we found it. I know you were interested in where the Don got his start. We found where he got his start. And maybe go to the show and say, I know officialdom isn't that interested. How about on the one of those two, two or three days you've got off, we put on a test on the old concrete pitch for the old bloke. Yeah. I know he's not with us anymore, but, you know, just to revive yeah. the memories. Yeah. Australia yeah. v India on the pitch. On the pitch, yeah. Now, when we come to it, you know, yeah. the, it's all very well develop all these things. But are we saying that none of this stuff matters? So, you know, I was just thinking of the house that Molly Meldrum lived in. Mm. Well, I think that's important. Yeah. But that'll just important go. Important to preserve. Yeah, they'll blow that up eventually. I suppose they will. I you know. They will. Uh, well, we're, 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 we've, we've got to codify important cultural sites. And I cannot think of a more important cultural site at the moment than that ancient pitch. You know... In barrel and uh, and you know it's it's the atmosphere it generates HG mm-hmm. it, it's the mood it's sort of haunting haunting to to, right. to wander around it um, it's it's a spiritual thing is what I'm getting at a it's, spiritual it's, thing it's 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 otherworldly mm-hmm. it's uplifting Illuminati affected I hope not yeah good. I have no no suggestion of any. No, no, I'm not uh, saying that at all. Yeah. No, 
But and you know, over the years, I've taken kids there actually, and they they know nothing of the Don Don Bradman or any of the story. The ninety nine point nine, you know, all of that. They don't know anything about it. But you just take kids there, and I've I've, I've done this many times, and you they just get out of the bus and they wander around that pitch. And uh, I've had kids there who've never played cricket in their lives who want to have a game. So whenever I take groups there, I always make sure I've got a bat and ball somewhere uh-huh. on the bus. You take the bat and ball out there and kids just naturally... Know want, what to do. They know what to do. Mm-hmm. And I've known, you know, and they know who I'm talking about. I don't have to mention them. Kids I've taken there in years gone by have gone on to represent Australia and they would never have even thought of cricket had it not been visiting that pitch. that pitch. Now, we've got to preserve this place. We've got to preserve it for the future of Australian cricket, for our memory, for our collective memory, mm-hmm. for a collective sense of what it is to be an Australian, mm-hmm. to be an Anzac. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. I mean, all of these things come together, are conjoined in the uplifting spiritual sense you get from this extraordinary part of barrel. You know, I suspect a number of Anzacs walked on that pitch was the last... Of course bit of, they did. Uh, the last bit the of Australia... The last bit of Australia, Australia they, they said they felt. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I, now, now, I've spoken to Brendan Nelson. I know he's not there anymore. At the, But he still talks and people listen. He's on the board, I think. He's on the board. Yeah, well, more, more. <clears throat> now, I've suggested to him that maybe we could move the War Memorial to barrel and build it over. The new room. The, the, yes, it would be the new room. What a great idea. It would be the centrepiece uh-huh. so that people would enter the War Memorial via the pitch. Via the pitch? That's it. It would be sort of the equivalent of a red carpet. Yes. Yep. Yep. Wow, yep. Yep. that would yep. be amazing. Yep. And through uh, hologram technology, actually, there's mm. no reason why you, we couldn't, couldn't have, have the, the, Don the, there. the Don batting all the yeah. time. Have you taken people down there on a full moon? It is No, really, I haven't. Oh, no, it's incredible. It never occurred to me to no, do that, actually. You, you know, what go, was it like? What happened? Uh, it was unbelievable. Unbeli- could you play cricket? Was, the, could, was the moon was so, so light 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 that you... Would, yep. Yeah, and somehow it, you thought this isn't going to work. Mm. We've got 11 at my side, obviously. Yeah. We're playing through the night. Don's birthday, all that sort of stuff, sure. when the moon falls on his birthday. Yeah. And I've got to say mm-hmm. is, is that around it, mm-hmm. there seems to be a darkened part and you come into it, yes. it's as though it's floodlit. I'll be bucket. is that It's right? just incredible. None of this bright. surprises me, H.G. No. None of it. None. And, and, you know, people talk of miracles happening. Miracles, yeah. And they do. Mm-hmm. They do. I don't know if anyone has actually catalogued the number of miracles that are associated with that pitch, but I'm sure there are many. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't surprise mm. me. I've got the vague feeling that, <clears throat> you know, if you had a dog that was having trouble, you know, conceiving, yes. you could take it down there and... Well, people are doing that. <laughs> That's been going on for years. You know, I, I mean, often you see people wandering in with a couple of horses or, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of dogs. A couple, couple of, of chickens. Yep. Yep. Now, can I ask, this week I think, uh, was it Tudge, Minister mm. Tudge, oh, yeah. uh, burst out of Canberra with a new uh, test for Australian migrants. Oh, yes. You know, the usual sort of stuff, you mm-hmm. know, how tall is Uluru, mm-hmm. you know. I thought you were going to say how tall was Don Bradman. Well, that's a good question Not too. very tall. No. He now, wasn't a big man, he wasn't. Do you think this should be, a question about this pitch, mm-hmm. should be front and centre on that 
you know, obviously on that to say 450 yeah. sure. questions. What sort of question will we pose about it? Um, where is it? Where is it? <laughs> yeah. Let's what's going to be, ha- what's going to happen to it? Let's, ha- let's say 60 Minutes who probably would want to do a big story on this pitch. Well, I'm sure they're doing that as we speak. Yeah, but let's say they did go th- back through the files. Yes. Obviously at the junior school and uh, mm. early grade before he came down to play for St George, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, yep. You know, very familiar story to every school kid in Australia about yep. the Don being a great, you yep. know, gifted cricketer. Yeah. Let's go back and probe mm-hmm. and let's say we could establish that his batting average on that pitch was 194. Yeah. A hell of an average. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a lot higher than that. <laughs> now we've got a conversation Now we've got going. a conversation going, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so yeah. let's yeah. say 60 Minutes can nail it down. Yeah. Then would that become Look, something that should be on this test? Well, of course it should. Mm-hmm. Well, of course it should. And I'm sure there are families out there, HG, you know, stories filtered through families, family histories. There'd be families out there who would have grandparents who played with the Don on that pitch. Exactly. And they would have their stories, what's what's come through the family. Oh, yeah, you know, um, you know grand, grand, granddad watched Bradman and he got 590 in two hours on that pitch. That's you know, that, exactly that sort right. of story. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know, it just does your head in, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, right? it does. It does. Now, I, I've got a couple here. I mean, should we be looking for, say, Farlap's horse float, which I, I don't know how they got a Farlap around the mm. race course, but that's got to be It's got to be somewhere, yeah. It's got to be somebody must know that. Well, isn't story. that part of the Trevor Kennedy collection, HG? Well, the Trevor did, did, Kennedy did, collection is did, incredibly... That was nearly sold off to Singapore. But how do we – can you recall the go- I think the government had to step in and say, well, hang on, hang on, hang on, this, this stuff's too culturally important. It would be like selling the pitch to Singapore. Singapore. You, I mean, you wouldn't do it. Well, here's something here is he included in the collection a silver collar made for a dog tiger who mm. killed 20 rats in two minutes and two seconds in 1834. I'll be buggered. Now, 1834 is before South Australia was – was even a state. Yeah. Even thought about. Indeed. Exactly. For as much as people yeah, were there. Yeah. How precious is that? Well, <laughs> a silver collar made for a dog. Yeah. I've got no idea. I mean, mm. if you put that at Sotheby's, you, it would be priceless, well, obviously. Priceless, yeah. Because yeah. people mm. love dogs in COVID they do. times. They, they do. A lot of pets. You can only ask yourself, how important was that dog for the owner to get a collar made of silver? I know. I know. I mean, silver then actually cost a fortune. Yeah. And it was a really top yeah. A-grade ratter, by yeah. the sounds. Now, and ratters were important in those days. They were because there's so Every many Every family had their own ratter. Yeah. Even if they had other dogs, like yeah. the sheep dog. Oh, you'd be, oh no, yeah. you might have 20 dogs, but yeah. one was a ratter. <laughs> now, a plain-shaped diamond and platinum brooch, a plain-shaped diamond and platinum brooch given by Charles Kingsford Smith to his mm. wife in uh, to honour his flight across the Pacific. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that brooch. It was incredible, wasn't it's it? It's beautiful, that yeah. brooch. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't put a price on that either. Tears. Tears. Mm. Now, where's this stuff going to be housed? Where can people, where, where are we going to be able to see it? Well, you know. Could it, I suggest that the Don's Pitch, that we build a museum? There. There. If the War Memorial won't move, and I suspect they won't. I wouldn't rule that out. No, I won't. I'm not rule. I'm not. Mm. <laughs> Open to all ideas here. Now, can I Stu ask? Stu is suggesting that uh, Rio Tinto be uh, approached to sponsor the restoration of the Don's Pitch. <laughs> Very interesting idea. <laughs> it is a but I tell you what, idea. you know, you've got uh, plans down there in the uh, the room that's big enough that uh, I think um, 
old Skip and uh, Brendan Nelson banged their heads together and came up with, you know, you can yeah. fly a Mitsubishi Zero around inside oh, that's of right. that big. That, that's the new room that's the been room. prepared. Yeah, the 500 million. 500 million, million yeah. Now, mm-hmm. alongside that, there's the Federer room. Oh, and yes. I'm just wondering if it could be a room, the Federer room, mm. uh, be known as a place of temporary exhibitions. Now, when I mean temporary, I mean they've been there for several years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here we might have the Kennedy collection in there for, say, five years. Yes. And then move on to somewhere else like, I don't know. Uh, it could go on tour on a bus. On tour on a bus to Nissan Huts around yes. the place or enough sure. places where they've got room to put these things yes. up. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, because I'm sure people would love to see them. But mm. That would be some way of marrying the two ideas, mm. the pitch, mm-hmm. the Kennedy collection and yep. Australia. Yep, yep, yep. That's not bad. Tom has been in touch. He's saying, what's the depth of the Don's concrete pitch? Old speak, it's about eight inches. Now, now uh, but it's a great testament to the concrete makers of 1880 mm-hmm. that this pitch has lasted so long. Mm. Mm. You know, <clears throat> you, you look at footpaths, for example. Oh, they well, last six months. They last six months if you're uh, lucky. I know. Because no. the ratio of sand and cement is it's wrong. Is wrong. Now, can I ask relocating the pitch? I know you've looked at this, but you've rejected. I don't want to relocate it. No, no, no you've rejected it. No, no, I totally rejected it because it's going to be compromised. I know it's going to It'll crumble. crack. It'll crumble. crumble. Yeah, we've and got to the, keep it intact. We've got to somehow preserve it. Yeah, and who would take it on? Mm. I mean, apart from the War Memorial, which I agree, you yes. can either move the War Memorial to it or move it to the War Memorial. Well, we won't be but moving it to the Royal Memorial, War Memorial because that space, yeah, no, that space is sacred. Sacred space, that's right. Now, if you, if Gary Ablett's ideas come to fruition... Oh, I know. Then we don't care. Well, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> but the other idea was, would you be happy with a bit of a celebration mm. on the faithful night for mm. cricket lovers to gather... Mm. At the Don's concrete pitch. Well, for the night of rapture. Mm. <laughs> Just an idea. I can't think of a better one. <laughs> Chirps, mytho, bleach and hand sanitizer in equal parts. Try it. What have you got to lose? This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Now, speaking of coming back to Rugby League, Norse, and I'm, I haven't left the pitch there, but I feel as though we've yeah. begun a national conversation. We have. About well, Justin do. from Earlwood's in. Oh, he's Earl suggesting Wood. the – he says, remember the Rugby League train? Well, yeah. I love the Rugby League yeah. train. That was brilliant. He said, why can't we put the Kennedy collection on that? Well. Well, we could. There's absolutely nothing There's no, nothing to that. stop us. That's a really good idea. Now, can I come to something which sparks off the idea of moving mm. greats around this nation? Mm. And I come to the hogs for the homeless idea. Now, mm. this is Freddie Fittler. Freddie Fittler, the yeah. state of origin coach for New South Wales Blues, mm. he came up with a wheeze whereby they'd blow into a town. Rugby league players and mates and associated mm. people would blow into a town on mm. their hogs, as in Harley Davidson bikes, yeah. and they would. Do jobs, odd jobs yeah. around the place. Now, Didn't they re-turf an oval? Wellington in Wellington. Wellington. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. sure how that's gone. I'm sure no. people will be listening will know. Is it well uh, watered and yep. is it still playing? Is it holding up? Did they use the right? Up. I yeah. wonder what they use. Buffalo, I suppose. Although that's a bit harsh on a player. It is very harsh on a player. Yeah. It'd be some sort of cooch. mixture, cooch, yeah, something you bind it together. Well, now he's got, and I, and I know that State of Origin 1 is being played in Adelaide, so you're getting the idea here of a trip mm-hmm. With the rugby league train or the hogs for the homeless out front alongside a rugby league train travelling across from, say, New South Wales mm-hmm. to central in Sydney, across yep. to Adelaide, yep. which is easy to do on the train. Very easy to do. Now, is that how they're travelling, HG? By train? I didn't know. Well, hang on, wait a minute. What, what, what I'm trying to get to is yeah. I'm trying to get an idea here together. Because, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Freddie, 
Yep. Uh, Fitler, the coach, mm. has had his eyes shocked open by mm. evidence of link between violent video games, screen time, social uh, media and violent behaviour of young people. Ooh. So there are lots of things to line up there. there are. So Fred's right up behind this. It's frightening. Mm. There's kids turning up to junior league games with weapons in their bags. He doesn't know where they get Uzis and uh, Glocks and all this sort of stuff, but they're, they're out are these there. these kids, kids they're going out. to play a game of rugby league and they're taking Glocks? They're, yeah. They're, they're carrying heat. They're packing heat. They're tooled up. Lord. We don't know what they're getting. They don't know what they're getting involved in and they're certainly out of their depth. I want to give them a bit of strength to fight off the peer pressure. Kids mm. are becoming numb to what is real. These kids are playing games that have literally stabbed, have them stabbing, uh, you know, bashing people on street corners. What games he, are these? Well, that's Stab a good people thing. on street corners. Is he talking video games? Yes, it's sort of like. Oh, uh, they're, they're, they're great. <laughs> Now, you mean like Grand Theft Auto, that sort yeah, of thing, sort of only stuff. more yeah. violent. Yeah, 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 obviously a more narrowly focused. Narrowly focused, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. maybe a rugby league game that has a street corner. Yes. And a team of 13 all of a sudden follow, turn around the corner and suddenly they're 11. Ah, uh, sort of okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm not saying that's a game that should be made. <laughs> maybe yeah. existence already. <laughs> rugby league violence. <laughs> right. Well, 13 rugby league players. Set off. Pack and heat. Yeah. Bump into another bump 13. Bump into another 13. And now it's 11 pack on 11. And, heat. and now it's 11 on 11. I mean, it's, it writes itself. It does. Now, he's met with uh, Strike Force Raptor, the New South Wales Police Crime Fighting Unit, as in he, Fittler has called for government support mm. towards his plan to reinvigorate PCYC. Now, I had no idea it had fallen on hard times, PCYC. Mm. This is the Police, police Citizens Youth Club. Yes, correct. Mm. across the state. His aim is to create a sport and art hub for wayward teenagers, including obviously music and rap and save lives and uh, help our kids where teachers and parents can't. Now, again, what's gone wrong with Well, well hang on, who's, who's going to be at the PYC to, to instruct? Well, <clears throat> how are they going to be trained? And would they, they just be, be just enthusiastic parents who well, would... With a pair of gloves, yeah, and has a stance and coming up through the hips and all that sort of stuff, you know. Yeah, and know. now, have you met Tim Zoo? How'd you like <laughs> a fight? Anyway, we need to put more energy into these safe havens of PCYCs. They're PCYCs everywhere, and it's something the government needs to really focus on and make these a real haven for kids to be able to go and catch up with each other kids yes. and find somebody to fight with and have uh, an active time and find themselves. It can be through rugby league. First, rugby league first. Okay. Boxing, art, rapping and music. We need to certainly no mention of AFL, obviously, because they'd be worried about the future. Yeah. Anyway, but you, but let me go on. Yeah. We need to encourage these kids to push themselves in the things they're passionate about because at the moment, outside the occasional skate park, or unless you're willing to go to the park and drink, there isn't much for a kid and I find it hard to blame the kids. The kids need help. Now, I had no idea PCYCs have fallen on a hard time. Then we come back to the original idea. Mm. We move the train with the stuff on it. Yeah. With the the Trevor Kennedy connection. Trevor, yeah. <laughs> the Trevor Kennedy Because that had talked to kids. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> the dog that interests them for a couple of minutes at least. <laughs> to 20, 20 rats in two minutes. Now, that's worth seeing. Now, we may be able to restage that too. Who knows? But we've got the hogs for the homeless. Mm. So they roar into town, yes. do a few odd jobs and roar on, having left seeded some ideas about a PCYC if there may be not one in that area. Yeah. Well, now, I'm liking that. Yeah, I'm not sure how it goes sure. from there. 
government funding, it'd have to come in, right. buildings, or acquire buildings. So it'd be parents putting their hand up saying, oh, I think PYC's good. Well, let's have one here. Well, then, okay, Ronnie, minute, are you going to take minute. it over or what? And where are we going to house it? Well, I reckon there's a lot of vacant property in certain parts of Australia. Mm. I mean, you could go to Grenfell, for instance, and I'm pretty sure you get a building there pretty easily. You oh, you probably... would? Oh, yeah, of course you could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But have they got a problem with kids with nothing to do in Grenfell? Well, I just <laughs> made that up as a town. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's an important town, Grenfell. I mean, Henry Lawson came from there. And they've got great... You've got the Henry Lawson Festival there. Yeah, You've got a right. statue of Henry Lawson in the main street. You can sit with him and have a cup of coffee. And, and league, the yes, mad league. Yes, of the loaded dog. Yeah, that's right. Now, correct. Now, then we get the problem of could we leave a rugby league player or somehow get a rugby well, league Well, leave player. one behind. A hog stays behind. A hog stays behind. But then that hog, because mm. let's face it, to be out of season, mm. couldn't be a state of origin player because you'd be required to ride the hog. No, no, no. Be a former player, you're former Kerry player. Hemsley, say. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But as the ambassador for the PCYC in that area. Yes. Oh, well, that's a lovely idea. How long's Kerry going to stay in Grenfell? Well, uh, the rest of his life. <laughs> I know, sir. I know it's a task. It's a commitment. A commitment. Yeah. It, okay. it is. But look at what you—it's a future care of kids. Yeah. Future of kids, and then you could get racing involved. Some of these kids that have skills with horses, they've never met a horse before probably. Mm, yeah. So they would be able to sort of somehow learn sure. the skill of looking after a horse. Sure. I mean, it's all there. Yeah. It is all there. Um, my advice or my idea, HG, would be to get troubled kids, sure, if uh, Freddie's worried about them, put them all on a bus. Mm-hmm. Take them to barrel for an for the, hour yes, just to walk around that pitch. Problems will disappear. The AFLW supports the Bathurst bid to become the motor racing capital of the Southern Hemisphere. This is Bludgeon on the Blind Side on ABC Radio. And with the news just around the corner, look, we have to give away the first bit of loot for the afternoon. It's a terrific bit of loot. The uh, official Olympic films of the Olympic Games, Montreal, 1976. That's terrific. Volume 6. It was great. I don't think Australia did very well from memory and, in fact, it changed the nature of sports funding in Australia, these games. It was a wake-up call. A wake-up call. Mm. And people have been travelling to the games in vast numbers since 1976. But this is where it all went wrong. And, of course, uh, there were some great uh, performances there. Uh, Nadia Comaneci, uh, mm-hmm. 14-year-old, Perfect 10. Uh, David Wilkie from won the uh, Britain's first men's swimming gold since 1908. Ooh, that's a great one. Cornel Ender from the German Democratic Republic won four gold medals and, and a silver in the swimming events, although they were pretty suspect. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. <laughs> anyway, be that as may, it's history in the making. Yeah, Plus, it is. We're throwing in the ashes uh-huh. from Bodyline to War as compiled by Jimmy Maxwell, the ABC commentator. Oh, that's a great read. Great read. I enjoyed that very, very much. 70 years of cricket. Now, Now, um, yes. Now, the question is, HG, who said the world will end in a few days? Who said the world will end in a few days? That phone number, if you want to get involved in who wouldn't because the world's ending, uh, phone now. This is the Church of Football Redemption, bludging on the blind side with the collection tray and a slab of fruit and nut. It's those lively lags and the double XL shorts, Roy Slaven and HG Nelson. So who are we talking to, Roy? Uh, yeah, we're joined by Mark, who's joining us from Wellington. How are you there, Mark? Oh, 
Very well, thanks, Roy. Thanks for having me on. Oh, an absolute pleasure. Now, what is the state of the um, the ground that the hogs uh, resurfaced or returfed? Well, that's actually going gangbusters, actually. Isn't that a good story? Although, if I could just clarify something. Mm-hmm. When um, the gang visited, uh, it's got to be said, some of them didn't really put in. Oh, <laughs> what? That can't be right. Oh, this is disturbing news. <laughs> You mean they went to the pub and had a few beers? Well, they did that and also, well, had a lot of locals doing a lot of the spade work. Oh, yeah. And some blokes were putting in, but others seemed to just sit around on their hogs yeah. taking selfies and signing autographs. Oh, no. I don't want to name names. No, no that's all right. No, There's no, a no, time no. for selfies and autographs. I grant you that, Mark. There's yeah. a time for that, but it, the joint work has to be done first, in my view. Yeah, yeah. That's that's but exactly did, but right. by the sounds of things, it, it kick-started and galvanised a lot of the locals to get involved with the shovel. Well, it did. When the, the word got around that the, these blokes were turning up, people came from literally everywhere to check it out. <laughs> Isn't that fantastic? You had to queue up to get on a shovel on a rake. <laughs> <laughs> and did you go, Mark? Did you go and have a look? No, unfortunately... I think that weekend I was away, but right. it generated huge interest here. Yeah. Now, how's the oval looking, say, today, for instance? Well, actually, it's just up the road from my place, actually. Yeah, yeah. And we've had some fairly decent regular rain, so Good. it looks a treat. Good. You don't know what sort of uh, lawn they put in, do you, Mark? I think it was, from what I can tell, it's some special hybrid they got from oh. South Africa, I think. A South African hybrid. Okay, good, good. I don't know the specific no. mechanical name. No, that's right. Now, is the local, has there been local rugby league played on that oval? Oh, constantly. The Wellington Cowboys, that's their yeah. home ground. ground when they play at home. Yeah, how about how the Cowboys gone this year? Yeah, they're doing pretty well so far. Be, be, get coming around to finals time. Yeah, it has, the crowds are a bit down mainly because of the COVID situation. Of course, mm-hmm. of course. They're doing pretty good and they're also relishing some of the fame that some of their local lads have gotten out that they play in the big league, mm-hmm. like Katoni Staggs. Oh, yes. He's a local. Yes, uh, that's good. Tyrone Peachy. Wow. Wellington's and got oh, Isn't that fantastic? A nursery. A, n- a nursery, Ferguson yeah. as well. Yeah. Now, so they're great guns. Good. Now, Mark, we have to nip this in the bud because the news is approaching. Let Roy set out the question and have a swing. Now, Mark, uh, who said the world will end in a few days' time? I think it's Gary Ablett Senior. Absolutely right, Mark. The ashes uh, from Bodyline to War, as told to Jimmy Maxwell, uh, 70 years of the ABC Cricket Book, plus the on VHS, the uh, the official films of the Olympic Games, Montreal 1976. We'll get them out to you and... Uh, bursting into Wellington as soon as we can. Thanks very much for being part of Bludging on the Blind Side. An app that monitors all graded AFL and rugby league players? It's here. Stay in touch. Stay safe. Download the Bludging app and enjoy peace of mind. Well, wasn't they great to get an eyewitness account of the grass being grown? I like that South African... Oh, I, nice touch. Yeah, yeah nice, nice touch. touch. I had no idea what's been, what development's been going on in grass. Uh, someone's suggesting the hogs could reins, uh, reinstall street gas lamps across Australia. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, 
It's not a bad idea. Can I ask, do you think that what would the hogs do down in the barrel? I know they can't touch the pitch, but is there some role the hogs could play in the redevelopment, and I use that word Mm -hmm. in its loosest possible set. I'm not talking about putting houses on it or or high-rise on it. No, they could could lift the lawn and put down that some of that great South South African African hybrid that's (laughs) – it's going gangbusters in Wellington. I tell you, if it works in Wellington, it's going to work in Barrel. <laughs> now, and then I've got to ask, you know, is it time to try and get some of these blokes ticketed? Because this idea they sit around on their hogs taking selfies and yeah. it's not right, is it? No, 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 no. Well, it's up to Freddie to weed out the bludgers. Beautifully put, weed mm. out the bludgers. <laughs> Quiet Australians, raise the Olympic gaze and reset the controls for July 2021. Stand by for a golden shower in Tokyo. Punters, stay up to date with updates right here on Bludging on the Blind Side. Yes, welcome back to the second hour of Bludging on the Blind Side. And uh, look, if you want to get involved, text number 0467 920222. Or old, well, snail mail really these days, RoyNHG at the ABC dot, should I say, RoyNHG at abc.net.au, RoyNHG at abc.net.au, and the following have, Roy. Uh, look, Eric's just got through on the text, station and he's saying that uh, to destroy the, uh, the concrete pitch at Barrel is an insane idea, and only an insane nation would allow it to happen. Whoa. They're fighting words, aren't they? They are. But he's right. Do you know, I have no idea of the planning processes here or the planning Good protocols right. here. I assume it's the council, the, uh, and if the, the council remember, and barrel. Remember, of course, if the council says no, they rush mm. off to the, in New South Wales at least, they, do. they rush off to the... Land and Environment Court? Yeah. Mm. And the Land and Environment Court almost generally... Stacked ruled, with developers these days? Well, I didn't say that, but... Is that it? Yeah. Well, generally we, speaking, what can we do? That, can we take it to the Supreme? Why can't the people speak? Well, you know, the people. <laughs> yes, them, the people. Right. Okay. Mm. Okay. Right. Anyway, that's good though. Very good comment there on insanity. Yes, thanks, Eric. I agree with Eric. It is an insane nation mm-hmm. that would destroy this piece of our history. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've had enough of that. Could you have a day back to the pitch? You know, like, yes. I mean, pop-up food trucks. Uh, you obviously, you'd have to rope off the pitch. Well, yeah, oh, yeah, of course I've got to rope it off. <laughs> you know, star stakes and a bit yeah. of crime. Well, I think there appear stakes. to be star stakes around it at the moment. Yeah, there is. Mm. And they look good. Mm. They're uh, stationary wikis yeah. <laughs> when you play on it. Now... Uh, now, who's been in touch here? Now, Giannis has been in touch, actually, via the email. He says, <coughs> another addition to the cult of Eleven. Eleven Women, title Eleven Letters, is the title of the new album by Steve Kilby. Name Eleven Letters. He was originally going to call the album Ten Women, but an eleventh song came to him. No doubt he's inspired by listening to this program. <laughs> the album seems tailor-made for our program. Kilby's memoir, Something Quite Peculiar, describes his connection to sport as his playing Aussie rules, 11 letters, as a young bloke in Canberra, ACT, 11 letters. I recommend you play the track Sheba Cheba, It's a Little Ripper, he adds. Kind regards, 11 letters. Giannis Pionis, 11 letters. Dulwich Hill, 11 letters. We'll have to go to the library in 11 letters and see if we can get it out, 11 letters. 
Now, uh, yeah, Dom's been in touch. Oh, he Dom, says, yeah. Uh, gents, Tom Cruise is an Eleventist. You couldn't make this stuff up. Well, we don't. We don't. I think Scientology's eleven letters. Right. Wow. I'm pretty sure it is. Tom Cruise divorces his wife when they were thirty-three years old. Thirty-three, three times eleven. Got it. Now, Tom Cruise divorced all three of his ex-wives once they turned 33. That's Mimi Rogers, Nicole Kidman and Katie Holmes. And each, when he married them, was 11 years younger than he was at the time. As you say, we can't make this you stuff up. You can't make that stuff up. Gee, people do go to a lot of effort, don't they, to prove this yeah. stuff? <clears throat> well, it's, it's there. you just got to find oh, no, it. you just got to find it, actually. Sorry, sorry. That was very bad of me. Now, Ray's been in touch. He oh, Ray, says, uh, your story last week about Packer and Reynolds leaving at half-time reminded me of Artie Beetson. Early in his career, he was known as half-a-game Artie. Or 60-minute man. Hmm. And he was very prone to only playing up to half-time and then saying, well, I've had enough and I'm not playing in the second half. You suggested that perhaps Reynolds and Packer be made captains has a lot of merit. Beetson was made captain later in his career and led the Roosters to two premierships. Yeah. Now, Beetson's Balmain Tigers captain coach with Keith Barnes, who was an Elevenist, both his name and nickname, Golden Boots, contain 11 letters. I know. It's Regards. Ray. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, yes, I write, this is Stephen, I write in the hope that you might express your views on the inexplicable decision by the NRL Match Review Panel to charge Dane Gagai and Luke Brooks following a good old-fashioned fistfight scene at Parramatta Stadium Thursday night. This is going back a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Let me say oh, at the shouts. outset, I'm not disin- a disinterested observer in this matter. I've been a follower of the Rabbitohs longer than I care to remember, but the actions of the Match Review Panel suggest that the NRL is actually, actually wants to discourage such behaviour. Mm-hmm. There might have been only a small crowd at Parramatta on Thursday, but one thing united everyone across the tribal lines was the sight of every player running in <laughs> for a bit of biff. That's such a refreshing image. I hadn't thought oh, about it in such a is. long time. And you know, in these times, these straightened times where everybody yep, has to stay apart. Yep, 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 yep. Now, I'm sure our enjoyment was matched by everyone watching on television or listening on the radio, and that's that's absolutely right. It was exactly what Rugby League needs to attract the fans back when the stadiums return to their full capacity. Mm -hmm. So what could possibly explain the NRL's decision, he says? South Sydney, 11 letters. West Tigers, 11 letters. Brooks Gagai, 11 letters. Something is truly rotten at New South Wales Rugby League headquarters, yours in sport. Well, that is a sobering letter. It is, HG. Now, James has been in touch. He says, um, I've been slowly ruminating on your thought-provoking analysis of the embryonic rugby league brain in children. Yes. Particularly in reference to young infants. Mm-hmm. Uh, this awareness has allowed me to observe key early-stage rugby league behaviour in my eight-month-old son Whoa. over the past few weeks, including approaching furniture and objects bum on often freeing an arm to potentially offload a piece of Lego, Craig Young style. Isn't that fantastic? Mm -hmm. Managing feeding times by refereeing the delivery of the food himself, Cam Smith. (laughs) Losing one's temper and spitting the dummy at seemingly minor indiscretion, angry aunt Carlos Michon, etc. While wrestling with me on the ground, pulling and twisting at both ears simultaneously... Cam Smith, Smith. (laughs) using the forearm and elbow uh, to the face as leverage to to kneel up, Bruce Maguire, 
whilst Gee. also in the same motion sending an oyster south into an open mouth of the recipient. Yeah, that's wonderful. That's that, wonderful, yeah. isn't it? Great skills. Great skills. At such an early age. As a result, he says, I feel obliged to enlist my son into an accredited, holistic, self-paced and experimental school for rugby league learning, hopefully in the inner west area which we reside. However, I was concerned to, to uncover that upon investigation, there are no such facilities available in the inner west or the greater Sydney region. Surely the man of golden feathers can look into implement a partnership or joint venture between, say, rugby league specialists such as the Mark McGore Institute of Sports Science oh, yes. and existing childcare centre providers to create accredited rugby league Montessori's up and down the eastern seaboard. Any information or guidance on the above would be greatly appreciated. Yours, James. Well, you see, what I find interesting about this is so much effort goes into the yes. brain after the player has finished playing rugby league. Yes. And understandably, you know, we don't know how the brain, you know, copes with all the attention. Yes. But here, somebody's tipped that on its head and says what we need to be doing is looking at the rugby league brain in the formative period. Yes. That's exactly Excellent right. idea. It is Excellent. a wonderful... And, and I, I tell you what... What's wrong with Hogs for the Homeless getting involved here? Well, they could. Imagine how this little kitty would feel if a couple of hogs blew in. Imagine how James would feel. Especially You know, if knock, they, knock, knock. Well, there's there's Freddie like, and Kerry Hensley. Hey, blokes, come on in. Yeah. Or Who even, have you all with you? Oh, Reynolds and Packer, come on in. <laughs> yeah, Reynolds and Packer, that's right. Now, we've got six, so the kid might have to stay <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, sure. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but that's, that'll be sorted out, I'm yeah. sure, as it goes along. That is an excellent letter or contribution. Daniel says, uh, I've spent a number of months now researching the crimes of the murderer. Oh, wow. And it seems that you two are the only ones with enough journalistic integrity to report the horrific events. Mm-hmm. Although I deeply admire your efforts, I worry that the murderer may attempt to stifle the only voices courageous enough to shed light on these atrocities. Mm-hmm. Are you both worried and are you taking extra precautions in your daily lives to ensure your safety? We are. We are. Look, I'll give you a couple of hints. Mm. I always go into a building that's got two exits. Oh, you know, for sure. You know, that's obviously a, yeah. a great thing. Now, yeah. I also go to bus routes, which I know have an intersection mm-hmm. with another bus route so I can jump off one and get on another one. So, yeah. so the murderer with his mullet is easy to spot when he's following somebody. He doesn't sure. do it very well. Sure. He doesn't do it very well. Yeah, and he's yeah, committed yeah. to that mullet. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah but yeah. no, we're taking an enormous amount of... Uh, what yeah, call, you you've know, just got to uh, you just common used sense. to it. Your common sense approach and getting used to it. And you you're always looking over your shoulder, and w- I like having you know either glass or oh, a mirror yeah, nearby yeah. so I can see what's going glass. on behind me. Yeah, no, that's right. I often pause. Yeah, I pretend I'm lighting a cigarette. I know. Obviously, yeah, yeah. that's a bit of a giveaway because sure. I'm not. But, but then off I go, get a you know squint yeah. right. at what's going on behind me, and then move on. Um. Could Greater Western Sydney Giant Grub of the Year, Toby Green, be on the lurk near you? Download the app that lets you know where TG is 24-7 and stay safe. This public service is brought to you by Bludging on the Blind Side. Now, Roy, have you got anything else on the wire there that you want to worry about? Or uh, Look, um... Dan is suggesting he's wondering if the murderer could be behind the destruction of the Bradman pitch. Has anyone done a proper company search of the developer, he says. He normally hides in plain sight, but maybe the stakes involved in killing cricket has unnerved him. Well, he's got a big job and he's doing it pretty well so far. He's got certainly uh, seven uh, worrying cricket Australia. Yes. And uh, obviously some of the overseas adventures. Yes. 
Now, now Juliana has been in touch. She sent a photograph through HG. She says, could you please investigate why the NRL were handing out hand sanitizer at last year's grand final? <laughs> did they know back in October 2019 about COVID and why did they only tell ScoMo in March of 2020? What's going on? <laughs> that's a, that's excellent. A no, that is an excellent yeah, text. Amazing, isn't it? Hand sanitizer. Yeah, and there's the photograph of the hand sanitizer at the uh, NRL being handed grand, out. Yeah, it's the sort of thing that you'd expect from mm. the murderer. Yes. Really. Yeah. Yeah. What did yeah. they know? What did they know? Yeah. And they didn't tell us. And now. they didn't tell us. Look, can I say some good news this week? Uh, and mm-hmm. we, I've got to correct something. We did break a story last week saying that Tim Zhu, yes. the, uh, the well, let's face it, the buzz of boxing, mm-hmm. uh, was going to take on the TX Sierra. Uh, who's 31 and 1. Well, that was going to happen this year. I know, but there's been problems. Oh, so no. Tim Zhu has shelved his world title aspirations for 2020 and will fight a domestic opponent in what could be a Christmas treat for Sydney fight fans. Sydney? Yeah, no. Christmas treat? Oh, no. I know what you're going to say. Head in the bag? Oh, no, not Anthony Mundine. Well. Oh, no. Say it's not. I haven't got that Please. far. I haven't got that far. Okay. So uh, Zoom <laughs> is shelved. Look, I, I think go with a head in the bag and mm. I'd love to see Sonny Bill being in the bag. Oh, now you're talking. Yeah. That's the one we all want Sonny to see. Sonny Bill. Yeah. And. Mm. So is Sonny Bill going to take on Gal before that? I think so. Good. It'll be it, yeah. So the buzz after his demolition mm. of Jeff Horn in mm. Townsville last month elevated Zoo to number two in the WBO Super Worldweight. I love the Super Worldweight yeah. ranking, sparking talk of a world title shot as early as this year, as canvassed by us in this program last weekend. Yeah. Initial talks were held, but the COVID difficulties, as well as boxing politics, mean Zoo will focus on a domestic opponent. Anthony Mundine, mm. for about almost certain to be in December, likely at Bankwest Stadium. Whoa, okay. Outdoors, that would be a terrific That would be terrific. Uh, this, uh, the Nine newspaper says it would be an overdue big-time mm. boxing promotion for Zoo's hometown. I love that talk. Mm. I do too. Um, look, there's no real, look, let's say Sonny Bill isn't the head in the bag. No. As an undercard, though. Bill Sonny, v. Gal. Yeah. I mean, isn't that what Sydney? Yep. There's your Christmas present. There it is. Christmas present. That's right. Uh, Now, we come after the fight, Zoo Camp spoke glowingly about Townsville and vowed to come back. However, the lure of fighting in front of his home fans is, I love these fights in front of home fans, Mm. would undoubtedly be a huge draw card. Not sure in COVID times how many people would be allowed in. No. But they would be able to put chairs out. Oh, social social distancing. On the bottom, on the flat bit. Oh. As well as people in the stands, so quite right. good. Is tacit to that HG that uh, the people of Townsville didn't warm to Zoo? No, oh, I, I, they're they're very knowledgeable. Oh, they're very, great fight fans. Great fight yes. fans. No, in look, Townsville. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> Fighting in front of home fans would undoubtedly be a huge draw card for the mm. Rising Star, who looks sensational, according again to the Nine Papers, mm. when retiring Horn and quickly uh, caught the international attention. Dennis Hogan has been mentioned as a potential foe. Right. Not sure much of the F- Hogan story. Nor am I. And would represent Is he a local HG? Local, yeah. Right. A, a challenging assignment. A challenging assignment. Hogan, 28-3-1, is an Australian-based Irishman Good. who was controversially denied a world title when he lost to then WBO junior middleweight champion. I hate that junior middleweight. Weight. Yeah. Horrible. Um, it's corrupt. <laughs> in 2019, oh. he followed that majority defeat, decision mm. defeat, by moving up to middleweight, where he outclassed the slick American Jamal Charlo. 
Michael Zarafa, who we know, mm. who uh, took on Horn, to, torrid two-fight series against Horn, is another contender, as is Daniel Lewis. Mm. Lewis remains the only blemish on Zoo's record, having beat him as an amateur yeah. in a youth title fight in a PCYC uh, in 2011. Since then, he's been to the Commonwealth Games, the uh, 2016 yep. Olympics in Rio before turning pro in 2019, mm -hmm. won his first fights, uh, six fights, before losing to undefeated American Sebastian Fundore in February. Right. Lewis hasn't been able to fight since the, their amateur storyline, which strong build up. For Sydney well, I like Derby. the idea of Lewis. So I mean, do I. that's redemption, isn't it? That's uh, oh, it's got everything. It's got everything. Now, if the Zoo Lewis rubber gets stamped, it would round out a strong finish to the year for Australian fighters. Yep. Kingscliff's Jason Maloney mm. leads the charge with a shot at Japanese uh, star Naoya Inui in late October. That in Inui, he, he can fight that bloke. He can, He's good. He can. Mm. And, of course, you've got that tantalising prospect of Bill V. Gal on the yeah, undercard. Yeah, on the undercard. Now, well, that is good news, isn't it? Excellent oh, what news. a relief to have a bit of bloody good news to spread. <laughs> eh? Yeah, wait for it. This goes back to the <clears throat> fight that we've just uh, referred to, the Horn v. Zoo bout, and I uh, made mention of this last week but didn't get a chance to unpack it. Yeah. So Horn's cornerman mm. has unloaded on Glenn Rushton in response to an online attack from a controversial trainer as fallout from the fight last month, Tim Zoo v. Uh, the primary school teacher turned ugly this week. Mm -hmm. or might have been last week, as in the week before. Yep. Zoo totally outclassed the former welterweight to win the uh, his fight, his uh, biggest victory of 16-fight career. Referee Phil Austin waved the fight off in between the eighth and ninth rounds at the urging of three members of Hawes on Gerage, including cornerman Adam Copeland. Cornerman Adam, Adam, Adam Copeland. Yep. Now, Rushton, the coach, was pilloried by boxing legends and pundits for not stopping uh, the lopsided uh, contest sooner and attempting to coax the 32-year-old primary school teacher into the ring for the ninth round. Copeland spoke exclusively with Sporting News Australia's Brendan Bradford immediately after the fight, revealing he held fears for Hornet's safety as early as round five. Oh, Lord. This is Copeland, yeah. the cornerman. This is the cornerman. Yeah. Now. Well, the cornerman... I mean, he's there, he's close. He's there, he's close. close. He's closer than you and I. Yeah. Now, amid calls for his training licence to be revoked, Russian hit back at his many detractors, including Copeland, in a lengthy, lengthy Instagram post on Wednesday in a stunning attack. Rushton blamed Copeland for a stop, for forcing the stoppage and suggested the super middleweight was concussed, this is Copeland, was concussed following his earlier loss to Jamie Camilleri on the undercard. Now. Hang on. <clears throat> this is amateur hour. It amateur is. Amateur hour. I mean, he's what? Horn has a cornerman who's just taken the gloves off. Just down the gloves. Just down the gloves after having about up having the had his head punched in. Yeah. And he's making judgments. He is. Oh, man. I know. It can't work that way. No. It, it's sort Can of. Can it? It's a nice idea. Yeah. We're stuck. We don't have a cornerman. Mm. Uh, Adam, will you do it? I'll do it, but I've got to fight, you know, obviously uh, Camilleri first. Uh, well, good luck with that. I, I, I thought Rushton was, you know, doing the right thing by, when he was shouting at Hornet, <laughs> saying, you want to, do you want to keep going? You got one in you? Yeah. He's only going to take one, pay. You got one in you? One. One. Do you understand? One. It's not 11. No. It's one. <laughs> Sadly, at the time, it seemed Horn didn't. No, he didn't. Didn't have one in him, and even if he did understand what the question was. So, really, the the the, the cornerman with his head punched in had was, a clearer vision, which the, often happens, doesn't it? 
<laughs> when you're then, in the half dream room, suddenly yeah. things get a strange clarity. They do. They do. That's a Look, funny old game, isn't it? Footage boxing? appears to confirm that Adam, in particular, was largely responsible for ending the fight and quite possibly Jeff's career. I mean, uh, I mean, that's what Rushton says. No. But I take your point. Yeah. You know, it's a bizarre world, boxing. Yeah. And to think that the clarity of sight came from somebody who was totally concussed. Can totally concussed. Matt Preston is 11 letters. Gary Megan is 11 letters. Bludging On is 11 letters. The Blind Side is 11 letters. Interested? So are we. Here on Bludging On The Blind Side. Yes, Roy, and uh, excellent golfing at uh, winged foot. I love the winged foot layout. Uh, and I was taken by the comments of Ian Baker Finch, uh, normally known as the Dark Shark. Mm-hmm. He says Jason Day needs to avoid the rough at the rough at wing foot at all costs to save his back and his sanity. Now that's a big isn't call. Isn't that words of advice? Isn't you that see, great? most most golfers would go into that wing foot and think, "Oh, I'll no, play through I'm the rough." Go, yeah, I'm going to put this straight in the bunker. Now, that's Day, isn't it? That's how Jason Day approaches oh, it. Oh, yeah. I mean, First I thing he looks for is a bunker. Yeah, something make it hard. Yeah. Now, Wingfoot has uh, hosting rights for the sixth time mm-hmm. and is one of the hardest tests in golf. Have you played it, Roy? Mm, I have. Mm-hmm. Um, gee, I think I got around about 75. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, last time it was used, I think whoever won it might have won it with one over. Right. Now, we've got this weird thing where there were three holes in one yesterday in the first round and two at the same hole. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't happen often, does it? Well, when you put a magnet... But it's a winged foot story, isn't it? Very much so. And the magnet in the ball and the magnet in the hole helped a lot. (laughs) Sure. That's golf. Uh, So it uh, bristles with trees lining its thin fairways and asks players to hit fast, sloping greens with utmost precision. But Mm. most golf does that, doesn't it? It does. It does. Now... But they are very... um, I could be persuaded some of those greens are about 65 degrees in their angle, HG. If you, it's a real funnel, uh, isn't it? Oh, well, just no, it, it only goes in one direction. Oh, okay. If you end up high, yeah. you've got no control at all. You've always got to be hitting up into the hole yeah. on wing foot. I mean, yeah. you've, got to be go, you've got to go low. Mm-hmm. Low on the green. I see you carry a shovel sometimes out there on the vision. Sure. And that's to obviously alter the slope in your favour. Sure. <laughs> now, Dave uh, will be uh, one of the leading Australians. So I think we had nine in it at we the did. start. We did. Uh, <clears throat> Australian, uh, as he tries to add a second major to the pool room after the victory in 2015 PGA. The former world number one has struggled with chronic back injury, mm. but a recent return to form has given the 32-year-old momentum ahead of the, the uh, US mm. Open. I mean, often playing with a bad back. Oh, you can't do it. Look at Tiger Woods. Didn't Jason speak to Tiger about back issues? He did. Didn't those two get together and... Well, wait a minute. Yeah. Uh, Baker Finch believes uh, Day uh, can put himself right in the con- conversation. Wingfoot. Is that what the dark yeah. shark's saying? Yeah. Right now, in by the right in the conversation, he means what? Where where should he be at the moment? Like one or two behind, you know, just hanging there, keeping an eye on a couple ahead of him, letting them absorb all the pressure and a lot behind him. Is that well, what he means? Well, the conversation, I think, involves asking questions. Yeah. And I think that day is asking a lot of questions sure. of where the rough's placed because yep. I can't hit it, I can't find it. <laughs> Where that bunker hole yeah, is that yeah. I love so much. Yeah. Now, 
in the so he's in the conversation if if he can avoid the litany of traps and tests of the demanding layout. Right. Now, of course, the Dark Shark won the British Open about oh, would I say thirty years ago. Yeah, uh, he's a respected commentator uh, and has great form in uh, tipping winners. When he, when it was last held there in two thousand and six, he tipped another Australian, Jeff Ogilvie, to oh, that salute. Was it, Jeff Ogilvie, yeah, one yeah. one over. Uh, I was doing the TV and uh, I said, watch out for Ogilvy. That's what he said. Did watch, he say that? Watch out for Ogilvy. Because Ogilvy was asking questions. He Is was. that it? In the conversation. In the conversation. As you can see, watch yeah. out for Ogilvy. How much more in the conversation yeah. are you going to Is be? he saying watch out for Day? Yep. Uh, because the way he was playing, uh, the type of course it was, Baker Finch said he proved me right. Uh, the big thing there with the Aussies is it's really tough, and the Aussies usually do pretty well on tough courses. That's true. Well, the tougher the course, the more the, the yeah. better the Aussies go. I, I mean, I know that. We know that. Yeah, well, Aussies right. aren't winning on soft courses because they they don't. Bores it's them. a joke. Yeah. Uh, look at the shark. Mm. Now, uh, narrow fairways, very thick, rough tree line, which is consistent uh, to many of the courses in Australia. Extremely difficult greens. Uh, Roy's pointed out the slope. They're very fast undulating greens. Yeah. If you're not good around the greens and on the, and on the greens, well, you might as well give up. Yeah. Anyway, it'll be very difficult. Wing foot will severely punish those who go wide as well as long. That's why Baker Finch believes Day, who has paired back his swing to accommodate his back pain, oh, yes. can be a factor if he plays smart and accurate. Oh, uh, accurate smart and accurate. Accurate. That's yeah. what he's calling for day. Yeah, see the difficulty. Rather than, you know, you know show man. off and say, yeah. you know, blast it to buggery. Yeah. Because he can't do that anymore with his back. He's no. limited. Yeah. So that might just suit, you know, winged foot could suit him. That's what he's saying. That's he? what he's saying. That's why he's in yeah. the conversation. That's why there he's asking questions. But I'll tell you what, uh, you know, play smart and accurate golf. I mean, Leishman won't do that. No. Adam Scott won't do that. No. Bads won't. No, no, of course no. not. I mean, they're not interested in playing smart and accurate golf. No, they're not. No, 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 no. Anyway, don't uh, try Do to know be... how uh, day is gone? I should have looked at the, uh, we, the numbers. We, we can have, have a look at that. We can have a look at that. Uh, don't try and be the longest hitter out there. Take a leaf out of Tiger's book, tone it down and swing within yourself. Swing within yourself. I mean, that's so important. Mm. Swinging within, who knows? Well, only you. Only certain courses allow you to swing within yourself, you know, where swinging within yourself is an advantage. And certainly winged foot does that. But whereas, say, the Blue that. Monster, the Doral. Oh, yeah. You, if you yeah. play within yourself, you're, you're going to be laughed at. I oh, know, you'll never finish. I'd just tell him this day to keep it out of the rough. Keep it out It'll of be the rough. thick yeah. and quite demanding. Yeah. Now, they're, they're advice I'd give to any golfer, though. Yeah. I mean, you know, imagine day seeing that in the paper. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Did I've somebody ask the Dark Shark to write this or...? Well, Did he just volunteer it? He volunteered it. You mean, is he filling space with terms like I would tell him to uh, keep it out of the rough? It'll be thick and quite demanding. Yeah. Well, he may have been on air at the time when he yep. said it. Yeah. Yep. What that, a beautiful article. <laughs> it certainly is. And what do you think about the, um, well, it's a difficult course, it's a difficult problem. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it doesn't suit my game. No, I know. Because I haven't I got a bucket back. Yeah. But for those with bucket backs, I mean, wing foot your man. It's the final frontier, and Australia is on its way to Saturn in the Jedinak Orbiter. Once we stop bludging on the blind side. Day is tied at 49th. 49th? 49th. Oh, he's playing well within himself. He's probably playing too much within himself, I'd say. Oh, I don't know. I think he's... He'd be happy with that. How, how He's far, got a few ahead of him, few behind. Yeah. How far is he off the uh, technical course, so to speak? Yeah, I, I don't know. 
Don't know. I don't That's know. all right. Let's N- say now. 10 behind. Okay. Uh, obviously, the AFL Grand Finals going to the Gabba. And uh, Peter Volandis, though, mm. uh, the man with feathers in the trousers. And remember, those trousers are available in club colours now. Yep. Although I have been advised that the Canberra Raiders colour does, uh, what do you call it, you know, the dye comes out in the wash. So make sure you, yeah, yeah, make sure you follow the instructions on the label. Sure. Otherwise your sheets are going to go green. Okay. Now, Volandis this week couldn't resist a hilarious dig. This mm. I'm not sure who wrote this, but anyway, not my word, but hilarious dig. Mm. The AFL over there, ambitious uh, bid to bring new fans to the game. This is obviously north of the Tweed. Yep. When asked if he had any sympathy for the, sympathy for the rival code, shifting the biggest uh, game of the season, Zero sympathy, said uh, Volandis, mm-hmm. the rugby league man. On that subject, while they're in Brisbane, it's like people going to an ABBA concert when they're ACDC fans. Oh, wow. Now, okay, that's a shot across it the is. bow, isn't it? It is. That's amazing. People yeah. going to an ABBA concert when they're ACDC fans. I'm not sure how many ABBA fans there are left. Mm-hmm. Obviously, AB, uh, you know, ACDC, very durable. Yeah. They'll like the rhythm for a while, but they'll go back to the real heavy stuff that is the rugby league. I see. So in this analogy, is the rugby league ACDC? It is. It and is. the AFL is ABBA. ABBA. Yeah, I think they should have. He should have chosen a less, you know, controversial. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So if he'd yeah. s- said something like, um, "Oh, I don't know," I was mm. trying to think of a, a very slight British act like the Nolans as the AFL, because mm-hmm. ABBA does have some, yeah, you know, obviously musical purchase, quality. yeah, yeah, purchase on the, uh, mm, does. you know, the key change, yeah, uh, and um, ACDC fans, well, you know, front mm. and center, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's pure Volandis, isn't that, it? It is, isn't it? It is, it is. Did, was there any response from the murderer, HG, or did you, he just rise above it? He certainly rose above it. Mm. He did make some comments about his mullet. He uh, He's very committed to the mullet. He said he grew up in Well, South the murderer Africa. talked about his own mullet. Yeah. W- yeah. Was he questioned about that, or did he yeah. just come out at press conference? Here I am. Uh, yes, look, I, today I want to talk about my mullet. Is that how it was? It is. Just as a, you know, pull the head away from talking about AFL issues. Yeah, and then he went on to say that when he was a kid he grew up and Stephen Kernahan was a big figure. Oh, well, he had a mullet. He did have a mullet. Yeah, Yeah. sticks. Sticks, that's right. Yeah, a very attractive mullet, Mm -hmm. if mullets can be attractive. Sure. Anyway, so the murderer is hanging on to his. He's not – Well, why would he change? Don't change what you're doing, bro. I know. I know, because people then notice him. Yeah. It's just like wallpaper. Mm. You move on. You know, there he is killing things. Yeah. He's bumping them off yep. at a great rate. Yep. He's killed all football in Victoria. Let's not forget that. Yep. Ever the ever the ever ambitious Volanders has called for a number of potential uh, to potentially increase by oh sorry, I'll backtrack a bit here. New South Wales government recently upped the crowd capacity to fifty percent. Right. Uh, this is in October for the NRL grand final, meaning it could be played in front of 40,000 people at ANZ Stadium. Oh, that's great. That, yeah, you'll get an news. atmosphere with that, 40,000. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And remember, it's mainly Sydney teams involved. I suppose Stickslot could get there on the big day. Mm, and the Storm. Outside chance. It's whoever's going to be playing Penrith, we imagine. Exactly. Who've won the JJ Gilton and Shield. Now, would it be most mm. like, at the moment, Roosters? Yeah. And, and Penrith? Probably, yeah. Mm. Or Storm and Penrith. Mm. Now, either way, it's going to be a great game. Yeah, and you'd want to get along to see it. And oh, remember, of course, of course. if Storm are there, come along with your caravan, park it <laughs> round the ground. Yes. Quarantine. Sure. 
until the big day. When the caravans should be there already, shouldn't they? Well, the, uh, there's caravans there, but remember it's October the 25th, so oh, the, your last time. day in would yeah. be the 11th. That's right. So what happens is, is there's a lot of people moved in there. It's, I was out there the other night. It's taken on a festive atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, obviously people Have you got to put your name on a list? Yeah, QR style. To, yeah. Yeah, or report to the office and mm. leave your telephone number. Yeah, all that sort of stuff. It's very well done, <laughs> very well organised. And, you know, there's a lot Food of- Food preferences, that sort of thing. Oh, yeah all, yeah, all that, you know, because they don't- Because you can't leave. No, you can't leave. Mm. <laughs> and um, I think the army eventually, when they think the numbers get up over, mm. if they do get up over 25,000, the army will be supervising it, uh, this 25,000 on the 11th of October, mm. which could easily happen. Okay. You won't, I mean- Has the Berejiklian government reached out to the army- to help out with this because it, it, there has to be a formal request. Yeah, Volandis. The Army's just not going to turn up. Well, Volandis has made the formal request. To the Army? Yeah. He went down there with the trousers and feathers and they say, I'm, my name's Peter what Volandis. What is she's run roughshod over the Berejiklian government? Well, they've done it since or the- Or they're very... kicking and screaming and saying, oh, we've got them over the line, they're accepting the Army now. Well, what they... are the police going to do? But what if the police see someone from the Army acting untoward? Well, that'll be- a... who's, who's got- Who's in charge? Malad is there to settle all those things post Tudor. Now, what I was going to say was the idea is that the army, yeah. uh, remember, of course, the army will be looking after people in lockdown. The yes. police will be doing integrity work on behalf of the Volanders oh, and the Rugby League, as okay. they've done historically I throughout get the it. year. So there's a demarcation There's there. a demarcation. So there'll be someone from the army, a sentry, shall we say, standing outside every caravan. Correct. Okay. Correct. That's fair. And... Uh, <laughs> Remember, of course, is that your A-class citizenship was created originally because Volandis dragged the Berejiklian government, kicking and screaming over the line. Exactly, yeah. Now we've got the next stage of it yeah. where they're dragging, well, I was going to say, the possibility of 40,000 people coming from Victoria because the storm are in the final, kick, the government's kicking and screaming over the line mm. to allow them to isolate at uh, Homebush. At Homebush in the caravan. In the caravan. How are we going with those caravan numbers? I know you've sourced a lot. <laughs> oh, look, I, I don't think that's going to be an issue. Oh, okay, fair enough. Because nobody's going nowhere. No, no one's mm. going anywhere. And, mm. and people, you know, it's going to be rented. You'd be renting a caravan. Oh, I understand So that. a lot of people have caravans just sitting in the backyards or sitting in the street that yeah. haven't been used in years. <laughs> all of just a sudden, all of a sudden, quid. hey, suddenly. <laughs> Sorry. The World Boxing Federation is committed to the development of the quantum computer, supports astronomy and believes in rational debate. No other sport has made such commitments. This is Bludging on the Blind Side on ABC Radio. Yes, just before we come to the next bit of loop, uh, look, as they get closer to the 11th and 25th, which are the big days or the big dates in terms of the build-up, yeah. um, what I'm trying to get to is, is there may be a possibility for more people to come. 
Mm, more than, than 40,000. More than 40,000. So mm-hmm. Volandis in the trousers uh, and the feathers, it could uh, be suggesting people, you know, especially if you don't get in in the first wave, mm. monitor uh, as he's going to speak to the government uh, because more fans will be able to come in inverted commas if yeah. things turn out well. Oh, you uh, mean if the is the um, the virus keeps abating, okay. or the okay. I think or, that's what the main problem is. Or if the vaccine is released. Ah, like uh, yes, true. Whoa! Next week. Do you know anything about that? that no, I, I don't. I don't. No, I, I don't. No. I don't. Um, I don't want to make you know yeah, false promises. Uh, but whispers I've received is that this Russian vaccine is terrific. Now, can I just ask the Sputnik Five? Yeah. Um, how would you need to get on a register saying yes? I'm going to the grand final, yeah, 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 and I'm yeah, keen yeah, yeah. to the get... dark web. Ah, of course, dark web. You can get as many much as you like. Yeah, you know, I got a boot, boot full of it. Yeah, yeah, it's just your... in little vials. Oh yeah, well it's all ready to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just put yeah, it in yeah, the yeah. needle and off. Well, I assume so. I can't read Russian. I don't know what the instructions are, but it looks to me like a sort of vial that you'd put a needle in, then stick it in your arm. Right. Bob's your uncle. And are you making this available? Throw your mask away. Start yeah. coughing on people. <laughs> are you making this available to the Berejiklian government or is it just you're going to set up a clinic somewhere and just... Well, I've, look, I've been talking to the Berejiklian government. I can't get any clearance at this stage. It's all just in my boot. Right. And what's Minister Hard has said nothing. I know. He's very cute. Very cute. quiet. Very cute. Now, anyway. the next bit of loot. Uh, on the bludging on the blind side is a poster pack mm. and it features two posters uh, covering the dream yeah. and the ice dream. And uh, these were from 2000, obviously 20 years ago, and this week we've been celebrating some of the great moments of the Sydney Games yeah. and the ice dream was a couple of years later in Salt Lake City. That's right, it was. So they're magnificent posters. You might have a damp patch you want to cover. Well, this is perfect for that. Yeah. Or, you know, you could start an art collection with it or you could frame them and sell them on eBay. I know some of them changed hands for upwards of $3 yep. this week. So that's, that's what we're offering that. here. Now, Roy, all comers, the yep. following question. The question is, what's the last day to get your caravan into the quarantine section of Stadium Australia? What's the last day, that is the date we're after, what's the last day to get your caravan into the quarantine section of Stadium Australia in preparation for the grand final? Phone now. The most decent people on earth, Australians. The fittest people on earth, Australians. The fittest, most decent Australians, the AFL community. Celebrated each week here on The Bludge. Who are we talking to, Roy? Yeah, we're joined by Anne, who's on the road. Anne, where are you heading to? Oh, look, we're heading down to Borley Point, south coast New South Wales. Oh, it's beautiful a beautiful board. spot, Borley Point. It's fantastic. And are you going down there for a few days or just a day trip? For a few days, yeah, for a few days, actually, yeah. yeah now, and where thanks are, for playing that song. That's uh, all right. That, now, where are you staying when you get there? Oh, we've got a place down there. Oh, oh how okay. lucky are you? Wow. We are so lucky. And will you go, do you think that, I think uh, there's a couple of days in New South Wales which are particularly warm this coming week. You're likely to get in for a swim? Yeah, look, I have been swimming down there. It's been about 16, but yeah. it's still beautiful. Oh, that's great. What what about fishing? Can you do any fishing? (laughs) I don't fish. My my bloke John does. He does. We've got some fish in the freezer that we're going to make into a fish curry soon. Oh, as soon as you get there this afternoon. What is fish curry tonight, is it? (laughs) Hopefully. Hopefully. Well, 
Well, I don't know if you'd get the fish thawed out in time for that. Yeah, well, I don't know whether we would, actually. I don't maybe, think you will. I'd have, I'd have that maybe tomorrow. Get it out tonight, put it in the fridge, out of the freezer into the fridge and maybe have the fish curry tomorrow night, which frees yeah, up tonight to have something else. Now, there's I a bakery at Bully Point somewhere, isn't there, and uh, you might be able to get a pie there. Oh, no, well, there's one at there's a beautiful one at Ulladulla. Oh well, there you go. You, oh. Yeah, and you haven't been through Ulladulla yet, have you? No, no, no. We're just we're just outside Sussex Inlet at, at the moment. Sussex Inlet, very very well, nice. Well, maybe stop for a pie in Ulladulla and keep that. Reheated no, when what you, you could do is get a couple of cold pies at yes. Ulladulla, heat them in the oven, and heat them in the oven when you get to Bully Point. Mm. Oh my God, that's right. That's perfect. Thanks. That's exactly what we're going to do. And maybe you could get a few vegetables, like the, the pie might go nicely with, say, some steamed carrots and peas and maybe some mashed potato. Or broccoli. Yep. And broccoli oh, as well. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of broccoli around at the moment. Yeah, no, that's good. good. Oh, man. Yeah. That's and I'll a... tell you what I've taken to doing a bit. This, this is COVID has got me doing this, yeah. is bacon my vegetables. Oh, yes. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with a bacon no, vegetable. No, 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 no. Just sort of you can put broccoli and cauliflower and, you know, Brussels sprouts. and. I just I don't know. think the baked vegetables would go well with a pie as the steamed and mashed potato would. That's all. No. Yeah, but you got the oven on. So, you know. You yeah, well, that's the, the that's the thing. I, I, so mm. you got your oven on for the pie. Yeah, you do. I know. So you don't want to waste electricity un- unnecessarily. Yeah, I know, but, the, but the, know, the vegetables are going to take a hell of a lot longer than the pie. Have you spoken to Manu about this? No. You know? <laughs> no. Oh, hey, speaking of poo, plate of origin, it uh, comes to its conclusion, I think, this weekend. Is it? Is it Sunday and Monday? Is that it? Oh, big I don't know. I'm a bit out right. of touch. Now, uh, and look, uh, we'll uh, get Roy to set out the question and have a swing at it. Yep. Now, okay. and and good luck with that fish curry tomorrow night. Thank you. Now, what's Thank the you. last day to get your caravan into the quarantine section of Stadium Australia? Well, I believe it's the 11th of October. That's absolutely right. Now, you've probably got a bit of wall space down there at Bully Point. These, this pack of one here of the two posters, they'd look terrific there and, uh, yeah. you know, if they were framed and, you know, sensibly, yes. yeah. you know, done. Yeah. And, uh, you know, let's face it, I think they're lucky posters and so the fish might start biting. In the meantime, <laughs> and good luck down at Bully Point and thanks very much for being part of Bludging on the Blind Side. Observant Australians, have you noticed a hero quietly going about their work at your local club? Jumper washers, line markers, witches hat wranglers, sandwich makers, you know the type. Quiet, hardworking, no tickets, just real Aussies. Well, the Peter Volandis Local Rugby League Hero Award is back for 2020. Nominate your local hero now on 0467 920 Hey, so look, last week we broke a story about nature stripping cardboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the details we didn't have time to flesh out, and so just to finish up today, we thought we should get Was this feeding it. horses cardboard? It's not bad. And that's where the, obviously, mm. people ran away with that as an idea that you could mm. somehow save on feed bills by, you know, giving them the cornflakes packet. Uh, the horse in the backyard. Yeah. It's not as simple as that. Mm. The You know, the, the horse is called Nature Strip and he was a quirky, headstrong and now he's relaxed. Yeah. And one of the things is a free-running sprinter, mm-hmm. uh, largely unfulfilled talent despite having won seven of his 11 starts for four dis- different trainers, an odd, uh, you know, arc that not many horses travelled on. Mm-hmm. So he'd had... So he uh, responds to trainers very well. Yeah, Chris Waller. 
Robert Smurden, Darren Weir, some of whom are no longer plying their trade. Uh, there was a lot of expectations when he arrived, a lot of good horses dispersed at the same time, from Darren especially, and everyone was looking to see if they would uh, hold their form, well, meaning would they work unless they were encouraged. Yes. Now, uh, he was a special case. He was ready to take the next step. Uh, it wasn't that Nature Strip wasn't winning that concerned Waller, rather he wasn't performing to the level he could and he wanted to know why. We scoped him a couple of times early on. Well, he seemed to have an inflamed throat. We worked out he had a slight allergy to dust. Ah. And what the great thing was, the dust is a big thing in stables and it's uh, oh, everywhere. Yes. It's Horses a very dusty with, environment. Yeah, you've got special extracting fans I do. Uh, on the lodge. I do. King, by... King always hated dust. Yeah. yeah. But uh, since you've got that, uh, you know, now that you're going... Oh, he's much happier. Yeah, yeah, much happier. Yeah. Um, horses live in wood shaving or straw as a rule. They're yeah. basically on it 24 hours a day and it gets built up in the wind system. You wipe mm. your hand in the morning on a horse's back, there's dust. dust. It seems to ferment in their upper airways yeah. and then they get bacterial complaint that causes secondary problems. And then you've got to hit them to encourage them. Exactly. That's the problem. Exactly. Yeah, I've often maintained that. We're talking to Bart Cummings about this. I mean, he... He didn't mind dust at all. He thought dust, dust was natural and normal mm-hmm. and encouraged it. And I never agreed with that. We well, had a different way of viewing of the horse. I suppose he did. But yeah. then again, who was I to ask? I mean, look, he won all the cups he'd won yeah, with those dusty horses. So what's happened is Nature Strip uh, only became the horse that he is in Wallace Stable. He mm. now lives on cardboard. Good. His feed bin would be nestled into pieces of cardboard. Yeah. Uh, and it's improved him no end. He said, uh, so what it did for him was create a favourable environment for him to live in. He lives on cardboard. Cardboard is very clean bedding. It's basically shaving but has no dust. We also started feeding him on the ground. Any horse that has a cough or a cold, we feed on the ground. It's more like nature. Yeah. It's incredible breakthroughs. It is, isn't it? Yeah. You know, they virtually live in a hospital, a horse. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, in a hazmat suit, that's how you have to train them. Mm. Uh, PPE. You yes. can't go near them. Yep. They're yep. so susceptible to yeah. all sorts of problems and, uh. you know, I don't know. Well, it, it goes to show, you know, I've always had the view, HG, for many, many years now that what held horses back for so long was the nose bag. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> you know, it just... A lot of stars yeah. were ruined. Ruined, because totally they ruined. the nose bag the nose they should have yeah. been, well, the been bending you know. yeah. Oh, you know, no, that's a ter- terrific insight. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah. and the relationship between the nose bag and the use of the battery, I'm telling you. <laughs> it revolutionised <laughs> the king, didn't it? It did. Turned him into a real winner. <laughs> and on that thought, and gee, there's been so many great bits of news this week. Oh, I know. It's just going from strength to strength. It's hard to, to keep up. It is. And we can't keep up anymore because it's time to move on. That's it for Bludging on the Blind Side for this week. Join us next week when there'll be more of the same, only better. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.